What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the All-Star Comics Podcast, powered by Horizon Comics. I'm your host, Jonathan Cote, and joining us on the panel tonight are, in our very special new place that we're recording, is... Nathan Armadrop. Roger Bay. And John Morales. We're in a tunnel. Not really. No, not right now. Producing, as always, is Matthew Lubick. Say hi, Matt. Hi. If the audio quality sounds weird, we have lots of fans going, and we're in a it's new hot. room. It's yeah. yeah. We're in California. Well, last, last week was... Yeah, the shot was... Miserably? Yeah, it like was brutal. Hell. I mean, it was, it was like 15 degrees warmer and more humid inside than it was outside. Um, so, yeah, we're under we're under the vent today. And, and there's new acoustics and going on. And so, fans yeah. going. Fans, right. Yeah. And we're not going to worry about it. No. So. Of course, I'm crunching on chips. Sorry, yeah. Matt. Chips are good. Yeah. So, okay. but uh, did you want to talk about where we're at right yeah, now? Yeah, so... <laughs> it doesn't matter. There's no visuals. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting. I know it. Well, uh, but there will be visuals at some point. We're maybe. in the back of the shop. <laughs> yeah, it used to be all shop. comics. Yeah. The yeah, the back back. It's very different than it used to be. Yeah, um, it's okay. I've teased a couple of times on the show about Horizon Comics After Dark. It's going to be a, a gathering place, a watering hole, uh, whatever we want it to be. Hangout and spot, it's, yeah. It's it's, it's coming there. together. It's coming together quite nicely. Uh, I think we're probably what seventy five percent there. Yeah. yeah, it looks freaking awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's yeah. a big turnaround in the last six days. Yeah. I know, and uh, thanks to you, well, uh, and Brian. <laughs> um, there's Great job, guys. Uh, Great job. Yeah, Still working <laughs> in the back. <laughs> Man, and I, well, and I should I should probably have a shout out to uh, Richard, and Mike, Freddie, John, and well, and Freddie. I was I was starting with the guys who bought all the back oh, stock. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, so they were the ones because nothing was happening until we got rid of like eighty thousand back issues, and uh, there were about four people that took ninety percent of that. Mm. So thanks to those guys. Uh, Freddie for coming in and painting, Richard for doing the electrical work, Nathan for jack-of-all-trades, uh, Brian for doing the painting on the walls. Uh, Which looks amazing, right away. Super yeah. cool. We, we can't really just say it's painting. <laughs> no, <laughs> I know. There's a little bit it's, more to it than that. Yeah, well, I mean, it is. <laughs> and Brian's in here tonight working. Uh, say hi, Brian, out loud. Howdy. <laughs> so, hear him. Um, but it's really transforming the back of the shop into something that's really unique, certainly up here. I mean, there's Super nothing cool. that uh, um, anywhere else up here, I dare say, in this, you know, across the country that is like this. And I'm proud of that. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I, Blake was just impressed with the fact that you have a Coke refrigerator. We have, <laughs> right? We have, we have a, it's the coldest refrigerator in existence. I think right? between that and the fact that Batman's on the TV, he was just excited. So Batman excited. the animated yeah. series yeah. is yeah. on the TV right now. Uh, on the big screen. So everything's coming together. You know, our first event is going to be Tuesday night, midnight, the Fantastic Four, uh, number one midnight release. Oh. We're going to open up that? briefly for, huh? When is that? Next Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, well, Monday oh. at 11.59. Four days from now. My soul. <laughs> I can't wrong? be here for that. You don't need sleep. <laughs> you don't need. You don't I get know. any sleep now. You, what's two hours in here? <laughs> you know. Uh, come on. <laughs> I know. So yeah. So we're gonna open up uh, from ten to one. 
uh, we're gonna we're gonna come in. We're gonna hang out for a little bit. Um, you'll get to have uh, the opportunity to pick up your comics early, get a head start on your week's reading. We set up a Facebook page for this for Horizon Comics After Dark, um, and we're gonna whenever we do special events because this really is an event room. I mean, it's something that that is going to be able to use for uh, numerous purposes. Um, and so Tuesday night we're going to start uh, 10 to midnight. We'll just hang out back here and Chill. enjoy each other's company. Yeah. And then next Friday and Saturday will be the official, because Horizon Comics After Dark is going to be two nights a week. It's Friday and Saturday night, 6 p.m. to 11 p.m. And you can come out and be with your friends and Horizon Comics family, or see the so, podcast, or is it right? Well, for every Friday night, it's going to be yeah. you know, our podcast. For all you listeners who aren't local, our podcast is going to change a little bit. We're actually going to have a, a live studio audience. We ha- we have Blaine and Blake, and Brian, in tonight. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's a start. It's yeah, a, it's it's a, a start. screening of uh, what's but it, yeah, um, God knows what it's going to be like uh, next Friday. I don't know. We'll Hopefully, see. there's there's a lot of people and a lot of buzz. I you know it's yeah. a, this is a an extremely cool space and I look forward to sharing it with everybody. So anyway, yeah. I'm anything stoked. else, Nathan? You want to add anything? Uh, no. <laughs> it's, it's been a pleasure working with you. I've had a great week. Me too. Me too. I ditto. Ditto. All right. Well, on that note, let's uh, go ahead and uh, have Johnny tell us about the news. Oh, that's me. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. One day we'll get, like, a track or something. Anyway, so starting off with the news, Scott Snyder confirms he's on Justice League for at least 50 issues. That's a lot of issues. Is it twice a month? Once a month? Yeah, twice a month. Twice a month, okay. What, two years? Yeah, I guess so. Hmm. And every uh, fifth issue, James Tynan is going to write an issue on the villain side. On the villain side, the Legion of Doom. Yeah. So, which that's the one that actually just came out. It was issue five, I think. Okay. Well, and plus, it'll reveal big secrets, apparently. Probably I read it yet, but uh, to crossover it. books too, and in, in between all that. So. Hmm. Like um, anything event, right? Yeah, they've got an Aquaman event coming. Yeah. Up. See. Yeah. After that is uh, DC's returning to the death of Superman in a new digital comic. Uh, it's going to tie into the animated movie, uh, written by Louise Simonson, uh, illu- illustrated by Cat Staggs. Um, but yeah, that's coming out weekly. Uh, Digital? Yeah, but I don't like. They already did the death of Superman. Are they just re-releasing that? I mean, they're it's probably written. updating the continuity to fit in with their uh, I current. See. Yeah. Is it going to be on their streaming service? Oh, dude, you can bet it will be. <laughs> I'm not sure. So, um, it's going to be 12 parts anyway. Uh, moving on, Spotify is going to stream Archie animated comics. Um, the music uh, streaming service has partnered with Archie Comics to adapt the publisher's stories for a video series. The first six issues of uh, Archie's reboot from 2015 are now available as motion comics on the platform. That's different. Weird. Um, <laughs> moving on. Johnny's like, what's happening? I here? know, seriously. <laughs> I think there's like some paraphernalia being passed around. Um, <laughs> DC debuts Jason's Todd new Red Hood mask, costume, and emblem. Uh, have you guys seen this? Who is it? Uh, Jason Todd, like Red Hood, Red Hood's new suit. 
oh, I thought you were talking like he was a creator. No, no, but no, no. I was like, that's a comic character. Yeah. How, why would he? But no, uh, I, I heard something about this, but I haven't actually seen it. Did they uh, actually? It looks like Ermac from Mortal Kombat a little that bit. That really does look like a Mortal Kombat character. Huh. Yeah. yeah. I do yeah. not like it at all. Yeah. Um, but that's I don't okay. I don't, I'm not... I'm, Did they say why they're changing it? I'm not sure how I feel about that yet. I kind of like the way that looks, but at the same time, it looks like Mortal Kombat. Uh, yeah, in issue 24, they're just changing it. I guess, like... <laughs> They've tweaked. It looks real bad, guys. They've tweaked his look from before. Yeah, I don't think I care for that. <clears throat> oh, not the emblem either. Oh, it looks kind of like it a cat. It looks pretty cool. The emblem looks like a cat. I, I'm with you. Does that not look like Ermac from Mortal Kombat? It, it does. Is that bad? Warner Brothers owns them both. But I like Mortal Kombat ninjas. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It's not great. Um, I think depending on the artist, it could be. That's just like a. You need the helmet and the jacket. I really liked uh, Dexter Soy's art Dexter on Soy's, Red Hood. Is he yeah. staying on, or is it going to change into somebody different? Dexter Soy is an underrated. Uh, uh, totally. I mean, it's Pete Woods for issue 26, hmm. but um, I'm not sure. And the last piece of news is DC Comics uh, is canceling uh, a Shazam collection, a Golden Age collection. Uh, it's called Shazam, the Monster Society of Evil. Uh, it's a reprint because there's some uh, questionable racist stuff in there. <laughs> I don't even think it's questionable. No, it's, it's not just really bad. No, it's it's real just bad. really, yeah. Yeah, um, you know, like hopefully, hopefully they can find a way to like take that stuff out and reprint it, mm. like the good stuff, because you know you don't want you don't want anything to be canceled. Yeah, my guess is those. If you have Nathan, it it kind of likened it to the old Sambo stuff from the the 30s and 40s. Yeah, it's really blatant. Um, if you have that stuff in there, God knows what else is in there that is also questionable. So, yeah, well, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, that's the uh, that's the news for oh, this week. I for- All right, I forgot to do the ticker. Did it? Did it? Did it? Did it? Did it? Everybody did. They backed. They backed. Yeah, lightly. I want to add one thing though. This is I haven't verified this. It just made me happy. Yeah. When when I heard it, and I was curious if if you guys had heard anything. A customer came in this week. And told me that there's a story out there, a news story, that DC is quite unhappy with Superman sales numbers. Huh. Like, really unhappy. I haven't heard anything about that. Yeah, Are you for real? Something to go, I am. I'm serious. Well, I'm... I. It's very much real that somebody told me that. <laughs> Isn't that whether or not they're just yanking my chain? I mean, I don't, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to perpetuate unfounded rumors. But didn't yeah. it, didn't no, it sell well though? That, or, huh? No. Has it not sold well? I thought it sold pretty I, well. I don't know. I haven't looked up. Were the they numbers. expecting like a huge jump in sales? Yeah. They wanted Man of Steel yeah. uh, is the number three for July. After Amazing Spider-Man that? number one and Venom number three. Is this July? This is June. Sorry. Man, Man of Steel number, number five. Yeah. But that's, yeah, I mean, that's part of the Man of Steel series. Yeah. Okay. Not let me check But one. if it's, yeah. it was pulling in behind Venom and what else? Uh, Amazing Spider-Man number one. Oh. Uh, yeah, and just FYI, in, well, I'll definitely say in our, in our, what, five years Six, seven, seven years. Oh my God, we've been in the shop yeah. for seven years. In our seven years, 
in this location, in this shop, I've never had a title lose so many subscribers by the, after the second issue as Amazing Spider-Man. Wow. Really? I've had, we, we've lost minimum 30% of our pulls after, after issue two. I did not read issue two. Of Amazing Spider-Man? Of Amazing Spider-Man. Have people Sorry. said what their beef with it is? They don't. They the don't writer. Like the writer. Yeah. They don't. They're like, nah, the, uh, just not digging. That's such a they, disservice they like to Ryan the Otley. Art. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, the art's good, but I, I just, nah. I'm yeah. the story. I, I haven't read issue two. I'm done. Um, it drops hmm. from number one to number three. Um, the uh, Amazing Spider-Man number two. But um, yeah, I mean, it'll take a while to, for us to see like. This oh, yeah, and this I, and I want to go. I want to go read issue two because I thought issue one, um, it was a solid book. I you know, I mean it was long too, and Nick Spencer is so wordy. You know he uses all the words, but I still thought you know, I'm curious where you're going to go with this. So I don't I don't know what it was with issue two, but we had. And this is so. This is just anecdotal evidence. Mm. We had a ton of people dropping after issue do two. You, do you guys think yeah. uh, since oh, wow. they'll make them wrap up a story arc and then maybe get a new creative team if the sales aren't doing well? If sales tank, yeah, yeah, they'll take them off that book in a heartbeat. Yeah, they can't just keep hoping that you know right, Spider-Man like, numbers yeah. are going to get better like finish your arc we're still if doing they're not someone and else. I don't know yeah. I, w- I would be curious when when the numbers for August come out on what is it Comicron what's what's going on Comicron is uh-huh. that the that's the sales statistics website uh, it is yeah yeah Comicron.com monthly comic um, sales we'll see what how, how far sales drop for number three. I personally think our shop is very typical yeah. for, especially for Marvel and DC. I think we do more indie books than most shops do. But for Marvel and DC, I think I think our our numbers are pretty typical as far as the ebb and flow of, of series go. So I would think, I would, if... If an- anecdotal evidence holds up, I would say that Spider-Man drops out of the top ten. Just on a right, Prob- probably closer to somewhere in the fifteen to twenty range. Uh, I just want Nick books. Spencer yeah. to go back to writing what he's good at. Yeah, so which yeah, is you morning know, glories. it's funny because yeah. I've never really kept up with Spider-Man. Like, not my thing. You know yeah. me; I don't really read Marvel much. Right. And I've read these first two issues because I thought it might be a good jumping-on point, which it is. And I've actually enjoyed it. I yeah. thought it okay. was pretty good. I felt like. I mean, I don't know Spider-Man all that well, like, but I know I feel like Nick Spencer caught his sort of snarkiness and okay. it was funny. Um, it, it, it didn't so rely from real your heavy perspective. On, oh. Nothing really weird happened in issue two that was like, what the? No, I just wonder if because it, it hasn't really been drawing on like previous stuff. Yeah. It seems fairly low key, like it's not big earth-shattering events kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. so I don't know if it's which is good. Basically, just kind of him being a college student again is sort of annoying people. I'm not really sure, but yeah. mm-hmm. I personally have enjoyed it. And nice. I said it was number three, but actually dropped down to number two, not number three. Okay. Uh, so Spider-Man number two was number two in sales. Right. Number okay. one was Infinity Wars, number one. Okay. So, like, naturally, obviously, the event is going to be number one. Yeah. yeah. So Especially it, the first it didn't drop that much. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I haven't read issue two. 
But uh, I'm curious because I actually really enjoy Nick Spencer's uh, work other than Morning Glories. Oh my God, that's his best book. That's his best book. <laughs> I mean, look. Well, was Infinity Wars number one based on dollar rank or quantity rank? Because those statistics are separate. And it was, it was a $5.99 book. Let me look. Spider-Man's $3.99. <laughs> All right, let's move on while he's anyway. Doing that. <laughs> yeah, that was a long rabbit trail. So, do we have any questions? Did anybody look? I, I'll, I it, yep, <laughs> me. Do you have any? I don't. I didn't get any on Instagram. Guys, that this stuff week. is strong. Anyway, <laughs> Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny's water. referring to Johnny's a right. the Aquafina water. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the angels envy. Um, oh, did you bring more of that? Yeah. I didn't. There was a bottle yeah. here when it's I got so here. Good. Oh. Just appears. Do you like some? <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> no, I, I, I actually can't. Smooth, uh, right? Yeah. Are you like, kidding? It's like You're water. like at the end of your rope. You can do anything <laughs> you want. <laughs> hey, they well, were completely I just finished finals this week, so I'm like, yeah, I don't care. You got the crap kicked out of you today. I think they expect <laughs> it. All right. So we, yeah. have, we have a que- well, not question, an email from um, James uh, Mason. Yeah. Hey, James. Uh, I have some answers to some of y'all's queries. Y'all were asking for dot, 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 y'all. Firstly, <laughs> our toilets don't swirl when yeah. flushed. Told you. <laughs> I knew Wait, it. No, hold on. They don't swirl when flushed. What the water mean? comes down from the back, goes around either side, collides in the front, and crashes back into the middle. It's total chaos. And yes, I did analyze it uh, for your answer. That said, in. Seriously. <laughs> okay, I need video evidence because. <laughs> I told you. I told you. No, <laughs> um, oh, no, I lost the email. Oh, no. It's, okay. a, it's, that it's said, so the laws of physics <laughs> just break down <laughs> when you go to the other side of the earth. <laughs> that said, in sinks and bathtubs and the like, the water goes down clockwise. Secondly, I laughed it off the first time, but now I understand Blake needs the answer. So yes, Mad Max 2 is the best, but followed very closely by the first Mad Max. Next goes Fury Road. Rick and Morty Series 3, Episode 2. He stepped outside. <laughs> <laughs> the, all the answers that Blake wanted are being read right now, and he's not inside. Know, Where did he go? Right. The music video for California Love, and then Thunderdome. <laughs> Lastly, thank you, Johnny, for having my back in case of ra- racial sensitivity, <laughs> but not necessarily because I'm friends with all the kangaroos. Have a great day, James. From hey, that, was, that was my question. <laughs> yeah. Just some of the kangaroos, huh? All right. Oh, James. Yeah. Thank uh, you. Thank you. That yeah, was awesome. that was awesome. Hey, crew, don't read this if you're planning on playing the... Oh, no. Yep, don't read that one. (laughs) Uh, And I think that's it, honestly. Most Uh, of the emails didn't have, like, general questions. It was just people commenting. Yeah, or, like, answering the trivia from last week. Yeah. That is all the emails, all of them, that need to be read. It was sufficiently epic. Yes. All right. That is all that needs to be read. Let's go ahead and get into some reviews, then. Um, Minute on the clock. Uh, sure. Yeah, and we got the highlight page Who's here. doing who? What? Uh, we're just going to start with Marvel, and we'll go around the table. Okay, cool. We're going to do it similar to how we did this last time, so it'll be kind of a uh, a faster review, if you will. I don't want to call it a lightning review, round, because we have robin. lightning, we have lightning, you know, rounds. What's coming a little up in a slower second? than lightning? Round robin. Yeah, it's just round robin yeah. style. Okay. So you're just going to talk for a little bit. Oh, of it's me. You're going first? That or going first. do you want to start with Roger? Sure. You want to start with uh, Marvel? You want me to pitch Marvel? I'll do Marvel. Nathan, that's probably the one I have the, the best hand on. Do okay. It. Do All right. It. All right. Ready? All right. So this is Marvel Rising, Miss Marvel, and Squirrel Girl number one. 
Uh, and it's not really a number one. It's actually number three. Yeah, that yeah. kind of threw me. I was expecting a story. Think of like the Dark Knight's metal okay, like Johnny, tie-ins. Johnny, stop interrupting. He has Sorry. a minute. Uh, yeah, We're going to start this so over. So they threw us in. This is like part three of the story. This is Squirrel Girl, Miss Marvel, and a few others. Uh, they are battling uh, a girl who has the ability to make these video game construct dimensions. And so they're basically fighting their way through a video game or a couple different video games. Um, you know, this one was tough for me. I was a little torn because I really like Squirrel Girl as a character. I think she's fantastic. Uh, as the father of two daughters, I, I really appreciate what she's about. Um, but it was a really long read. Um, I, I like. I really like the the stuff where they were fighting through a video game. I thought that was kind of cool. Like you have to use you know different methods for different types of video games. Um, Ultimately, though, by the end, I just kind of wanted it to be over. Um, for sure. But it, it, it wasn't bad. Time. Okay, there we go. There you guys well, go. You know what's funny is I, I'm in the same exact boat. I got about halfway through, Are and I going? just kind of checked out on it. And um, same thing. I was just like, I, by the halfway point, I think, is when the artist changed. Right. And I was yeah. like, this still isn't over? There's more to And part of me, like, with my whole thing is I felt like I've read this before. I don't know, like, if it was just the video game thing of them going in and doing that. I could swear there was something Marvel-related where they've done this, or maybe it was, an like, a, an indie book or something. I don't know. It just... The whole video game construct? The video game okay. construct world thing, like, we're hopping through. I just felt like it was a familiar trope. It was a Scooby-Doo it, movie. And it wasn't... Was it? Yeah. It was a cyber Okay, one. wait your turn. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I just... Yeah, it just... Uh, it was really kind of just lackluster, and, and it got to the point where I was ready to, for it to be over also. Um, I think I liked the second artist a little bit more than the first artist. And time. And I'll leave it at that. <laughs> right, who's next? What was the girl's name? Uh, Emu- was it Emulator? Ember? Ember, Ember? It was, I, think? I think her name is Ember, but her villain name was something else. It was emulator. emulator. Yeah. Emulator. All right. right. Yeah. Like okay. a video game emulator. Yeah. That was so, point. so, I, well, I think I... I half checked out in the last five to six pages because I sir, I didn't catch there was a printing error in this book that Nathan had told me about and I didn't catch it, and I was like Nathan, where was there? And he turned to the back and he's like, there. And I'm like, okay, I definitely checked out this book. <laughs> it, you know, it is very long. Um, you know, from for everything that I read up up to that point, um, I really liked. I thought it's G Willow Wilson, right? Well, G. And, and Ryan North, and, um, yeah. Okay. There's a lot of people um, who Ryan work. Ryan North as a squirrel girl. I really, I really like this story, and it, it may in part be because they they really kind of poke fun at uh, the the problems of being drawn into video games, yeah. like MMORPGs and stuff, and <laughs> wasting your life away playing and. Having logged probably 500 hours on Marvel Strike Force, the over <laughs> game, <laughs> you know, because Tiggy's. Well, no, <laughs> now we, can, now we <laughs> can just finish it up and then okay. we'll wrap it up. Mikey Simons, you need to listen to this episode. I'll make you listen to this episode. He pulled me in. Okay, so he's like, you you want to start a Horizon Comics Alliance? Sure. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna demote myself to captain and make you leader. Oh, um, okay. And so now I've been leading this thing. I've played like 127 days oh, straight. Geez. Okay, 
And Mikey, you're like 14 days with no activity. And I'm like, you know, come on. So anyway, so if, if you want... You know, this book, this story pokes a little bit of fun at that about being drawn into yeah. a game and then finding that, oh, there's no end. It's pointless. It yeah. just goes on. All the leveling up. It's intended up. Yeah, to yeah, go yeah. forever. And yeah, and I'm like, I'm like capped out in this game. Marvel Strike Force. If you want to join the Horizon Comics Alliance, <laughs> level up and come on. <laughs> That's go the on, best we'll thing about fun. this review. All right, you know? Johnny, ready? <laughs> Sorry, Johnny. And go. Go. Uh, I love Ryan North and G. Willow Wilson's respective books, Squirrel Girl and Miss Marvel. Um, I don't know if I like this book uh, particularly. I don't like the art, uh, at least the first art artist. Uh, it just seemed kind of sloppy, rushed, and uh, very muddled in the inking. Um, anyway, once we got to the second artist, it got a little bit better. It got a little bit uh, cuter and more children book-esque, but I still didn't uh, resonate with it. It's, it felt like they got these artists, and, and not to be you know so condescending, but I, I felt like they didn't get the best artist for this book. Uh, for a five ninety nine book, uh, it's you know it's the it's a double issue. The length is appropriate. Yeah. Uh, I would have you know read this in a collection or something like that. The best thing about this story, uh, like the story is good, but I wasn't really that uh, drawn into it. The best thing about these books are the Guri Hiru covers. Uh, this one, and particularly the the issue two, uh, is my favorite. Um, but yeah, like and this did nothing for me. Good job. Right on. All right, now we're just gonna do a quick little, uh, you know. Yeah. Rating. Yeah. I well, really like, you know, isn't it? Because I noticed the art changed too. I love. I, I love the art all the way through this book. Yeah. Well, that's I so funny, Johnny, because you know now I find myself every time I'm reading a book <laughs> that I'm like, I know Johnny's gonna like this. I gotta look for that face in the background. It was just like <laughs> super, you know. <laughs> no, I found a lot of them, Roger. Okay. <laughs> okay, so I was the wasting I didn't my time. I think the first one but was bad. Thought, I just I liked the second artist better. Yeah, I I know I liked them both. What? She's Squirrel Girl. She's going to have buck teeth and no, like no, that's fine. <laughs> messed up expressions. True. Um, yeah, the art's fine. I, I really like the art. I like, I, you know, I probably like the story because I relate to it in this whole, you know, pocket dimension uh, video game life suck. I, w- I will on, give it, so. there, there were a couple of gags in there that were pretty funny, like placed, leveling up. You know, that you know whole thing. Was, you know, it was re- and I always respect this. And, you know, because at first I kind of rolled my eyes when I realized there was text at the bottom of the page. Right. The, on the Squirrel Girl and pages. I, yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, this has been done before, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah, and you think it's, you know, but you read it and it's like, okay, that's really funny. Yeah, it was you pretty know? good stuff down there. Um, because there was one talking about, it was like, okay, in real life, you know, uh, dying is not cool or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I know. Like the little, I've, almost I've, like an editor's note, but right, not. But not. It's like I've, that's kind of a squirrel girl format. thing, though. Yeah, yeah. She has that in a lot of her stuff. The 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 text at the bottom of the page. Yeah, the, like editors notes. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. An, that's really that, cool. That's an yeah. every issue for like the past fifty issues. Yeah, because I don't know girl. if you guys caught it, but I, the I'd first half of the it. book was written like Miss Marvel style, yeah. and then the second half of the book was Squirrel Girl style. Ryan North. I, okay, that's really yeah. cool. I didn't because I don't regularly read either of those books. So, but that's really cool. Yeah, um, I I like it. It's except it's super long. Mm-hmm. It's really long. I mean, it's and I okay, retailer part of me and probably for everybody. I mean, I think the the reader side of me too. 
having having four number ones that, that make up me. a four start a four part story yeah. is wrong. It, it that that really bugged me. That's one of my biggest dings against it. Is it wasn't a number one. It was right. part three. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the first one was Marvel Rising Alpha, and then. Um, the second one was Marvel Rising, Squirrel Girl, and Miss Marvel, and this one is Miss Marvel and Squirrel Girl. Okay, right. and then just it, opposite. Right, and then it's the that's Omega stupid. Yeah, it, I think it's, it's just to throw that number one on the cover, and that bugged me. Which yeah, so you have four number ones in a four issue series right. that they hope will elevate sales. And the, the problem is, if, if each one was a self contained uh-huh. issue that stood on its own, okay, maybe, maybe. But everyone, you know, everyone to date has said to be continued. Find out, you know, mm-hmm. the next part of the story in this. So, uh, I have that's Marvel's uh, editorial department or whatever trying to squeeze a little more money out of this stone, and and I don't I don't appreciate that at all. Yeah. I have one other beef that I'll talk about when we finish uh, Adventure of Super Sons because it's similar. But we'll get there. Oh. What would you I, I'm, I'm three and a half on this one. Um, I'm four. I, I four stars. I, really, I, you know, I enjoyed it, but it was really long. <laughs> I'm at three. Um, I was very excited for this book. I haven't read. I have them in my pull, or I bought them. I don't remember. Like the first and second one, and I hadn't read them. Um, and then I opened this. I'm like, oh no, the art, <laughs> and I was very disappointed. I'm at a, uh, I think I'm at a three with this one too. Um, I think mainly because of the length. I just, I, I, I should have realized it was a double issue, but I've been out of it all day. So when I was reading, I was like, why is this taking so long to do this? <laughs> when am I going to get to the staples? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, and then when I got to the staples, I was like, there's still a lot oh more. Oh my God. So, well, and it's funny too, yeah. because I think when you get to the staples and turn the page, it's like, there's twice as much text bubbles yeah. and text, and it's, it's like, like what? what? <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, let's move on. Okay, very cool. First, everybody rated that one, right? I didn't just yeah. okay because I'm like, I'm out of it. Just so everybody knows, I got hit in the face a lot today. All right, got hit and in the face with a thing called life. Pepper sprayed yesterday. Pepper sprayed yesterday. And yeah, Ran this six is miles Jonathan's on Monday. Like, Jonathan's like in the final week of Sheriff's Academy, and they're just beating yeah. the crap. They're, out they're just literally fun with beating them now. the crap out of yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. Um, I actually have to retest one scenario. I was so pissed. <laughs> it's like they building me, search. They told me my building search was too fast, and I was like, "It's a small building. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? It was a broom closet. Jeez." <laughs> So anyway, I was pissed about that, but whatever. What's um, up next? Uh, Seven? Seven to Eternity right. by Rick Remender and Jerome Opeña. The Return, number 10. And it's been a while. Has it? It has. It's mm. been several months. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's so, been a while. Ready? Do you want me to just go? Yeah. Yes. All right, yeah. Go. So when we last left off uh, in the world of Zal, uh, the main character, uh, Adam Ositis, and the Mud King, the uh, um, the king of or the god of whispers, Geralt's, um, we're leaving that swamp that was like basically jacking everybody's mind up and all that and drink, uh, like drawing the life from them. And if you remember the last issue, at I all. didn't read the last okay. issue. Okay, it was so. really good. Yeah. And uh, basically, we find out that, you know, we found out in one of the previous issues that Adam Ositis is dying. So Geralt tells him, like, hey, I know of this 
basically this fountain of youth, this all healing type of uh, lagoon that we can take you to and it'll cure you. And so now he's decided to actually partner up with the Mud King and go to this place in hopes that he can maybe extend his life. And it's weird because now the lines of villain and hero are kind of being blurred between the yep. two and they're kind of relying on each other to get through Time. all this other stuff. So it was a very interesting issue. I love the way that Rick Remender plays with that kind of stuff. I really enjoyed it. Who wants to go next? Um, Johnny. Go. Yeah, All right, sure. ready? Go. Yeah, um, I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> I kind of liked it. The thing that I love about it like the most is, oh, my God, this art is so good. So, amazing. Yeah, no, I read that. Okay. Still lost as hell. <laughs> anyway, no, the art is amazing. The... The, the colors, the inking, the line, it's just perfect all the way around. And it makes me want to be interested. Um, but for some reason, I'm not, you know? I and think this is my favorite. You don't like Rick Remender. Remender well, yeah, book. that's the thing. Yeah. But, like, I try not to, like, look at the, you know, whoever's writing it, even though I already know that it's Remender. And, and it, it's fine. Like, I think it's just because I don't like his characters. They're usually crappy <laughs> you know like by, by that i mean like Roll they're, my eyes. they're not not like as in character development wise i meant like as in their attitude and their morals and stuff they're like always in between lines and and i don't like that typically hmm. um, well, isn't that more realistic though i mean probably but i want someone good dude don't get me wrong <laughs> i love me a you know the boy scout character yeah for sure but there's a certain way that Hold Remender on. writes. Give him five more seconds, yeah. though. Yeah, sorry. Anyway, go ahead. I'll, I'll <laughs> move into that. No, I mean, I've been really liking uh, Death or Glory uh, because I, I like the main character there. With this, like, I can't connect to this main character or, like, his other main characters in Black Science or Low or anything like that. And oh, really? I think that's just it. It's just hmm. the characters. And also, his name's Geralt? Geralt. Right. Geralt. The next? Mud King. What? The Mud King. <laughs> They're anyway. on another like, planet. All right, ready? <laughs> Geralt. Go. Or go. All right, so I'm current on this series, but there are such long gaps between that it, it's still kind of hard to pick up. And I could see as a single issue, this would be so confusing. So confusing no if you weren't. Yeah, if you had no context, yeah. even with the primer at the beginning. But I love this series so much. I, I remember reading the first trade and being kind of 50-50 on it. Like, I'm not sure if I like this. I'm not sure if I don't. And then I read it again. And it just hit me like, man, this is amazing because it's such a deep dive into this world. This isn't a like a thoughtless world at all. He created something pretty massive with this. And it is some really interesting themes going on here with hearing these the offers and the temptations. And like, it is just some really interesting stuff. Um, personally, I, I love this book. I could see where someone who's not current on it would just be like, I don't know what the heck's going on here. I'm done with it. But it is so amazing, and I think it deserves at least four stars just for the art Time. alone. Jerome Pena is amazing. He's a amazing. Beast. Yeah. Um, okay, I've re I read the first two issues of this book, and I haven't come back to it <gasps> since this issue. <gasps> so I'm, I've got a major gap. Oh. And I also did not read the synopsis in the beginning. <gasps> Okay, <laughs> but but I've talked to enough people that I know really I kind of know what's going on yeah. to a point. I was really lost in this book. I'm like, why why is you know uh, Adam and and the Mud King out like on a buddy cop adventure? <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. Um, and you know who are all these other guys? I you know 
but I really didn't care because of the art. I, I found myself, I, I was spending the most time with this book, and I had no time. I had no time today, yeah. but I spent a lot of time on this book just because the art is amazing, and you just want to continue to look at it. Um, you want to drink the, it. Time. Yeah, by the end. Oh, Let him fin- no, go ahead, fin- go ahead and finish. Round uh, robin now. By the, you know, by the end of the book, I kind of understood what was going on, enough that, I, you know, I'm like, okay. But I, but I realized one thing for me, I mean, for me personally, I need Remender in trade. Hmm. I, I think that's, to, that's accurate. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. I have to read Remender in trade. I can't, I can't do him single issues. I, I pull this series in trade for that reason because I feel like it works better that way. Part of me feels bad because I know if I don't buy the single issues, maybe that's going to affect you know something, and I won't get the trades. But <laughs> right, it, it works better in the trade. The numbers for will sure. drop so far that they'll go. You know what? We're just not going to yeah, put that, out. If that one guy was still eight, buying yeah. it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the only book uh, I think of Remenders, with the exception of Death of Glory, but that's a mini series. Yeah. What? Oh no! Five yeah, issues. Five man. issues. Five issues. That's the oh. only one I like. Because, <laughs> dude, if it sells well, he'll probably revisit it in another five. Okay. Yeah. In a while. Because it's also Bengal. It's not like yeah, Bengal's well, going to be on like an I ongoing. I love Bengal. Anyway. Yeah, serialized miniseries. I mean, that you know, that could. There, that, there's a big enough audience for that. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that, that works for uh, Joe Benitez's stuff, uh, Lock and Key. Mark Miller does it with yeah. every one of his series. Yeah, I mean, it I, works. It, I don't have a problem yeah. with it. Yeah, I'm just it, saying it's a it's viable the model. First one is, yeah, bi- and especially if with Remender now getting enough popularity, where his books are now being turned into other mediums. Right. Yeah. If that gets picked up as a, as an online show or a movie or something like that, I guarantee you there will be another Death or Glory yeah. miniseries. Yeah. Spin-off or something. Yeah. Anyway, that that being said, this is the this is the Remender book that I, for whatever reason, has drawn me in and I have to read this one monthly. So I what agree. I <laughs> what I want is I, w- I want the deluxe hardcover edition of this oh. book that collects three volumes. Yes. That's how I want to read this book. And unfortunately, we're probably another seven to eight months away from that. Yeah. Or because more. we're just starting. We're just starting the, the third, third arc, yeah. arc of this story. And, and that's trade. how I want to read it because the art, <laughs> the art is top just notch. beautiful. Yeah. It's amazing. He's one of the best. And you need the more remender you have to... to you know, to kind of delve into at one time, yeah. the better yeah. Yeah. for me. Yep, same. I, I I think we've said that several times, is he's one of those guys that for some reason, his story arcs, Read perfect, and it's not man. to say that his single issues are bad, but he, the way he writes, he he really is exceptional at, at giving you like a full chunk in that trade to make you feel like yeah. I got a lot in this. Um, so I can understand like people not necessarily wanting to be issue to issue, but this is that one series that I I just high concept fantasy sci fi like yeah. all yeah. rolled into one. It hit me in the right spot. Great I, writing, great art. The <laughs> art like you just you you want to take it all in, and I just have to pick it up. I I I, I love everything about this. I love yeah. the covers, how they look like an old, almost like an movie old post, Western movie poster. Yeah. Movie yeah. poster. It's pretty Spaghetti cool. Western. Spaghetti yeah. Western movie yeah. poster and, and how the text is done like yep. a poster. Yeah, super cool. Yep. I love how in the first, if you read the first trade, you get through the first couple issues and then it goes to almost like you got through the title sequence and it yeah. goes into like seven to right. eternity. Yeah. You understand? Right, right. Like he's writing it from this mindset it's of very it's cinematic. a cinematic yeah. adventure, you know, kind of thing. So I, I, 
I can't say enough good things about this book. I'm happy that it's so back. Um, you know, I hope we get a full story arc from Opania this time because I know the, there was a guest artist on two issues out of the last yeah. story arc. Which not complaining. He That's was a great why artist. Takes so long is because he needs Opinion to get ahead. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's so. hard to wait in between, but man, is it worth the wait? The art is incredible. So, uh, for me, because I'm a fan of the series, I love the issue. I'm current. It was a five. So, who's next? I'm gonna. Well, I'm gonna give it four stars. I think you know, it was kind of funny because over the last in the last two weeks in the shop, and not by my own doing, but um, Frank Herbert's Dune series has come up like three or four times and and i'm, I'm like that's interesting i you know because that's i've never read the books i've seen the movie uh, i think i started the books and i was like well i'm really good but really long but that it kind of reminds this world building by remender in this story kind of reminds me of frank herbert's dune um and the art the art is amazing um i would I would give it four, four and a half. That's a four good and a half. Score. <laughs> I'll give it four and a half. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm lost, but you I need, I need to go to back and see where this guy came in with his gold-eating frog and his magic sword. Mm. Okay, because uh, he was, yeah, yeah. It's epic. <laughs> not epic. It's just funny. It's just like oh, okay. where Remender yeah. come like the stuff he comes up with for this world. Okay, Nathan. Um, for me, I love this world so much because you can tell that he's put a lot of thought into it. Yeah. I think a lot of times in sci-fi stuff, they just throw a bunch of crap out there that they think sounds cool or looks cool or whatever. But you can tell that this has been well thought out, well planned out. Yeah. Um, f like, on a personal level, I would give it a five. But I think if I'm being completely objective as a single issue because it would be so confusing to someone who yep. has no context... I'd probably have to give it a four, four and a half, but I'm really torn on this one. I, so I th I'm going to say four and a half. I think I read somewhere from him that he said it took a b between five and six years of plotting the story out before he actually started the first issue. I believe it, yeah. One thing, too, because one of the things that I picked up on this issue, and again, I'm, you know, I'm really out of context because I'm not current, but it, I found it really interesting him going into um, the Mud King's daddy issues. Yeah. Right. You know, Which, what's, uh, that's kind of what I would say with this is go back and read the whole thing if you haven't because the Mud King, he starts out like in the first volume as a just a villain. He's just a villain. Right. But he's a really interesting character. He's got a lot of really interesting stuff All going on. Like the Adam Ositis and his father right. issues right. and then the Mud King and his. It's like they're saying there's, there's this dichotomy between the two of them where they're more similar than they're not. Right. It's just what side of the, you know, this whole good versus evil thing they both landed on. Yeah. But even then, it's like, uh, you know. I, yeah, I, that really intrigued me. I was like, this guy, because, you know, having read the first two issues, and I know, Jonathan, we had, we had talked before about, oh, well, that was like the, the, you know, the first four issues were like the title sequence. Yeah. And it really kind of takes a different turn and a new kind of witch turn it took. You know, so I'm, I kind of knew direction of the story but having come back into it now and and read this issue I'm like oh my god there's wait there's so much more at play here than 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 I kind of took for granted so I I do I I want to go back and I want to read this story and get current it's really fascinating it would be well worth your time yeah, yeah. definitely 
All right. Johnny, Johnny. 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 Uh, four, I absolutely love this art. I would buy this book to just stare at it. Yeah. <laughs> Worth it. Cool. Did I say right. four? Yeah. yeah. You did. All right. Uh, Super Sons. Who's going to pitch our DC book? You want me to do it again? Who's Who are we at? Somebody hasn't pitched. Johnny? Somebody hasn't. Yeah, I don't Johnny. know. Wait did a minute. I, we left the I two guys who did not read the oh, graphic no, novel. I didn't pitch. I didn't. I didn't pitch a book yet. Yeah. I know, but neither of you guys have read the graphic novel. But one right. of you has to pitch it. Well, really, <laughs> I can read the back, <laughs> like really, like in a dynamic fashion. So here you go. You pitch this. I'll I will mean, pitch the graphic novel. What? Super, Super Sons? Sons. Yeah. Go, um, Roger. Go. Yeah, I can. I can pitch Super Sons. All right. Ready? Okay. Um, so we return to uh, sometime in the recent past. Uh, Damien and John. Uh, teaming up um, for further adventures. It starts off for fighting a you know a giant statue that's being controlled by the puppeteer. Um, they they resolve that conflict. They you know hey school's out for summer. <laughs> super summer. 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 And uh, and then and then uh, you know well we, we kind of get a preview early on that some kind of menacing threat is coming from space. And it turns out to be, I don't know, the evil league of evil, you know, Babies? run by, Babies? yeah, the, the baby. Rex Luthor, Brady League of, league of Doom, yeah. you know. Uh, league of Bad. Yeah. Well, did they call it that in there? Well, the name of the story was Bad Guys, and guys like is in incognito. Okay. But it's, this was, yeah. That was uh, a minute. Loved it. <laughs> Yeah. Shall, shall I go on? I I loved this book too. I I like the way Tomasi writes Damien and John. Um, Damien and John are probably my favorite buddy duo in the DC universe at at this point. Um, just as much as when when Clark and Bruce team up, I they they capture the kid dynamic with with their sons so well. You can tell that Tomasi is clearly a father because he he writes kids like he's you know had them <laughs> so um i it, it's hard for me to find anything that i really didn't like about this book um i could see some people maybe not necessarily liking the fact that they they have like a whole kitty league now of the same villains um but at the same at the same token it didn't bother me that much because i'm expecting a little bit of a twist somewhere from that now, I was going to say, I, I, I didn't mean Nathan had a, a problem with that, but Nathan had a question about whether or not is this, have these guys shown up before? Or are these, are these established canon? characters? Not that I'm aware oh, of. Okay, so it's okay. just little mini versions of everybody. Okay. Yeah. So as soon as I saw the, the hairy guy, the shaggy, oh, I forgot what they call it. I, I knew that that was shaggy. <laughs> shaggy boy or something. Yeah, I shaggy don't know. instead of the shaggy man, which is one of the weirder DC villains. Um, I knew that that had to have been something related to him and then i was like no they're not gonna bring in like all these like the mini me versions of versions, everybody like, and it, what it reminded me of is i don't know if you guys remember the saturday morning cartoon scooby-doo jr or a pup named scooby-doo yeah that was what oh, it was yeah, where they did that's my favorite thing ever the, <laughs> okay. the, the kids version like they took all yeah. the same characters but they made them kids or muppet babies literally a character named dread herring and <laughs> that that's what it reminded me of so i didn't have a problem with it because it just kind of Churned up some of the nostalgic. I didn't have a problem Nathan with it. Next. I just wasn't sure if I should know no. more about what was going on. No. Yeah. yeah. All right, Nathan, go. Go. Okay. <laughs> um, so I, this book was super fun. 
Um, I really liked it. There's something about a miniature Deadshot assassin that kind of creeps <laughs> me out a little bit, like even more so than a miniature Joker for some reason. Like this right, little kid right. with a gun on his arm, like that's a scary laser, right there. Yeah. yeah. Um, my biggest issue with this, I love the story. I feel like both DC and Marvel have really missed an opportunity. I feel like both the Marvel Rising and the Super Sons book should have been all ages. Uh, because oh. I would love for my yeah. girls to read this. And I feel like like my girls are really into the super superhero girls, DC superhero girls, you know, whatever. Which are great books, too. Which are awesome, but they're outside of, like, current continuity. And I think it would be so awesome if they had some sort of inroads into what's going on in the big universes that were for them. And I equal parts hate Damian Wayne and love that kid to death. Right. I, it's 50-50, right down the middle. And in this book, I wanted to smack him so hard. Time. Just okay, sorry. I'm gonna keep going though, <laughs> yeah, yeah. because when he drops, let, yeah, the, let him, let him finish Oh up. my let gosh, the up. little rant when he curses, and I've, I love how Jonathan is the only kid in the universe who can call him on his crap. I love that so much. And I think that's why he does it like that. You know, I, like it is. But I do it. wish that I wish they he would, kept it all ages. I wish they kept it all ages because I would love for my girls to read this yeah. book. But anyways, I, I'm I, done. I'm I feel done. your so, pain. I, I feel the same. Gotham. I like Lil Gotham. Johnny, go. Little Gotham. No, Little Gotham. Little Gotham is good. Yeah, go ahead. Go, Johnny. Um, anyway, um, I love this book. This book is awesome as hell. Um, it's the same team from before, right? Did you kiss your mother with that mouth? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I was just playing John. <laughs> no, uh, uh, it's it's um, before it was Jorge Jimenez that okay. was on the book before he got promoted right. to Justice League, and then this artist, uh, I think it's Carlo Barbary. Yeah, Barbary. Uh, yeah, or Barbary, however you want to pronounce it, uh -huh. came in uh, at the end of the Super Suns. Right, I remember run. him. So, and I think because he kind of has a similar kind of cartoony style yeah. that Jimenez does. I really, um, I really like his style. He's been kind of in Marvel for a while, and he came over to DC and has been doing some stuff. So it's he been stole cool. his minute. It's okay. I, I got a minute. I was trying to put the <laughs> yeah. information yeah. that he needed out there. It's all good. Thank you. I love this book. I love the art. Uh, it's just fun storytelling when the um, the like League of Doom or whatever, the little mini, 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 mini League of Naughty. Ooh, yeah, little League of Doom. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, anyway, uh, when they came in, I was like, this is silly, but I like it. Um, also, I, I was noticing that the reds, uh, the colors, like really were popping, and mm. I think that's because they changed their the paper. paper. The paper was different, so the colors really so, like, are vibrant on every, it. Every it's like the saturation is put up a little bit. Uh, which it kind of caught me off guard, but I, after a while, I didn't have a problem. I with really it. liked it. Uh, yeah, it, it's different. Um, I don't like how the paper feels, but that's I just do. me. I like that, that like, texture. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, like you know, it was a little bit uh, oversaturated. But I mean, it's a little nitpick. This book was awesome to me. Did you go? Did I yeah. go? Did you? I Who started? You, started? you started. I started. I don't. You even started. It's a five. This. Oh, did I? From me. I. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I really like Where's our it. producer? Um, yeah. No, I think I did go. Oh, wait, you that pitched I it? I pitched it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so I didn't go yet. It's that so, pickle juice. Yeah, I know. It's whiskey. Apparently, whiskey and pickle juice is a thing. It's not. It shouldn't be. <laughs> um, Blake, you've been, you were gone when we read the freaking questions. Like, all your Australian questions, James Mason answered in. Uh, he answered my. Uh, oh, yeah. What did he say? It was amazing. You'll have to see it later. Yeah. 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 You weren't here the first time around, so sorry. You miss out. Um, did I actually go, though? For real? 
I don't remember. I just I put out a lot of information for both Nathan <laughs> Get 30 and seconds. What do you think? Uh, whatever. I love this book. It's a five. Okay, there we go. Five. And I, lo- I, I feel Nathan's pain also. I do wish that Pete Tomasi would... Because would t- every so often he does throw like a curse word in there. Yeah. And it's usually from Damien. And, and well, like yeah. you said, yeah. Robin is always... Or, uh, uh, John is always the one that calls him on it. And he's just like, and I, I, yeah. I'm with Did your you. dad. Know that you talk like that, <laughs> you know, like kind of. Thing, I'm with so. you too, Nathan. I do want to choke the life out of Damien. Yeah, I think Batman should just beat him down. Yeah, one yeah. Time, just you know? like just he just needs to get a good the beat time down. Like well, you need to learn something. Yeah. And well, and John telling <laughs> telling Damien that you know your favorite you know uh, Justice League superhero is Superman. Yeah, <laughs> 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 you know, him just him just kind of like prodding Damien yeah. like that is so fun. Um, it's a four and a half for me. It's it's really close to perfect. I'm the same way. When it got to that, when he, you know, when he when he cusses, I'm like, uh, did you have to do that? Yeah. It's like this was this was really fun because um, of the nature it, of the book. You it, want it to be for kids also, right. right? It plays so well to you know an audience you know our ages, but it could easily easily play to an all ages audience it's, right. it's so great but i think that's a big missed opportunity on both marvel and dc's part because you know in order to keep the industry going you need those younger readers coming in and buying in yep and i think this would be a, such a great place for them to do that and maybe i'm being overprotective of my of my girls i totally get that it's not like they were dropping f bombs in this at all yeah. but i i am overprotective and i'm okay with that uh, I just think that it would be such a, a a great place for them as a as a buy-in into the big universe rather than just these little offshoot universes that no I, are look, currently I agree with you. I agree with you one hundred percent. So as a, as a personally, I love the book. I would give it a five. As a father, I would rate it a four. So call that a four and a half, yeah. I guess. No, I'm saying, look, I mean, I, uh, Teresa and I are done. We we've raised right, our yeah. well. You know, you always say that as a parent. You think you're done, and yeah, you know, you're never done. Yeah. But um, we, you know, our our youngest is 23 now. But I still, I, you know, and we were somewhat protective. But I think that you know, why if there doesn't need to be a place for it, why why put it in? You know, yeah. it's almost it's almost gratuitous, um, in a sense. Uh, I I think they could easily the leave it out and still possible. tell. Yeah. 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 In ver- right, and it's not. It is. Yeah. Not it's hardcore. one word. It's, We're it's making it sound like this is horrible, but it's, it's not, really right. not. It's not. But, yeah. Um, but I have eight year olds, so I'm going to qualify right. for that. So, yeah. So yeah. I, yeah. I understand Which, what level that, you're at. Without that, I would totally like hand this to my girls. Yeah. Like, hey, read right. this. You would love it. Especially because the art is perfect for that age group. Perfect for everybody. The art's super fun. Well, because I think you could go as a writer. I think that you could go the opposite way, and you could have him say, "Dang it!" Yeah, and and have John look at it. And what you know? Did your dad know you yeah. talk like that? <laughs> Did your dad get on yeah. you or something? Because I mean, you know? actually, how old are Jonathan and Damien in uh, this current? Like 13 Twelve, or thirteen. 13 yeah, I'm thinking they were tweeners. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're they're kind of. Yeah. They've established that. Uh, and I know I like Squirrel Damien Girl. Is, She's a college student, so that makes a little yeah. more sense. And even that, I mean, I was kind of struggling to find why that wasn't rated all ages. And the only thing I could assume was just because of the zombies. But I don't know. There wasn't really any oh, thematic material. I didn't, even look, didn't in even look at the rating. But yeah, it it's was rated teen. T for teen. But okay. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. That was my little rant. Sorry, guys. No. Yeah. It was perfect. 
Anyway, yeah, I love this. I, I, it I'm was so super glad, fun. I'm so glad they brought back, uh, even if it's a, just a 12-issue maxi series, I, I love the Super Sons. I love the, the play that they have together. So, All right, let's go to our uh, lightning rounds. Who wants to go first? Like our actual lightning rounds, not our round-robin reviews. No, no, no. Anybody? Anybody even have anything? <laughs> Johnny's like, don't got, pick me. I got something. You got oh, something? Man. Oh, Matt's Matt. jumping in. Uh, Do it. We can talk about Jonathan and I just filmed episode two of Origin Story that is now on Patreon.com slash All Star Comics Podcast. Is it up? As of right now, of filming this, it is up on Patreon. Roger's episode is on the feed. Yeah, Sweet. The, uh, patrons may have gotten an email that was not really a link. It was like yeah. some code. Yeah. I'm not really, not really sure what was going on with that, but. But for the patrons, uh, Jonathan's episode is going to be exclusive to you guys for the next 30 days. I'm sorry. If you want to hear a little <laughs> bit of story with me. We talked for like an hour and 40-ish minutes. Yeah. It, yeah. Was, a, it was a longer. Yeah. So you guys apparently asked, yeah. asked Matt for a longer episode, <laughs> and it, he didn't have to work too much harder. Like <laughs> He just asked me stuff, and I rambled like I usually do. Let me guess. One, you yeah. talked about Superman a lot. I did a little bit, yeah. <laughs> not too much, surprisingly. <laughs> not really? too much, okay. yeah. Yeah, the it big, was a good one. The big blue voice, good one. So, did, but did it come I, out good? Yeah, okay. I enjoyed it. I'm gonna have to listen. It was to a it. good talk. And then, but yeah, for all the regular listeners, Rogers' episode is now on the feed. Rogers' so yeah. episode is really good. Wanna, I listened to it. Yeah. Rogers yeah. are pretty fascinating well, guys. Good. Too. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you guys are so kind. Um, but yeah, it, you know, it was really fun to do. Um, give it a listen and tell us what you yeah. think. Comments, concerns. The irony of there it is. You mentioned a lot of books that I ended up mentioning, and yeah. I hadn't even listened to your episode. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, crap, this is going to look like we're just plugging stuff for people to buy. <laughs> Wait, it's okay. We've got good taste. Yeah. yeah. A lot of Lady Mechanica mentioned, <laughs> a lot of Jonathan Hickman books yeah. mentioned. It was just, yeah. Girls. Anyway. I, got, I always love, uh, a couple days ago, a uh, girl came in, and she was looking for a book, and we didn't have it. Um, but we, we had it on order. And so she was like, you know, I can come back and get it. And, and she was like, well, is there anything else you'd recommend? And I'm like, are you kidding? <laughs> so, but That's we what had I do. Into this conversation and I always, you know, I always want to know w- what people like, you know, we end up talking, you know, for a little bit about, you know, what kind of TV or movies or are they horror guys or, you know, uh, do they like tights, you know, and, and we ended up getting into this conversation about Lady Mechanica for like 20 minutes because um, she wanted to know more. And she's like, I'm sold. And she bought all the volumes. All so, the volumes? All the volumes. Nice. Good and choice. I was like, you know, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, I love it. But yeah. uh, it was, it was you know, exactly what she wanted. So. Are you guys seriously playing Jenga right now? No. Oh, okay. No, they're playing the Jenga knockoff called Jumbling Tower. Jumbling Tower. Tower. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, you guys couldn't spring for the extra the, dollars the, for Jenga? <laughs> the, the, the Chinese import, you know, that's, the, that's $2 not less. Real wood? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is what it's going to be like from now on. Just for randomness. Well, hey, you notice our lightning round timer has gone away, and so yeah. now we can just right. talk about whatever we want to. Yeah. The lightning round timer. Is like, you got he's yep. pulling one from the third well, row. You, so. you, you have a lightning round? I have a lightning round. Okay, let me pull up a timer, and, and uh, we'll go. Okay. Uh, go. Uh, go. Okay, so for this one, actually, I was like, I didn't really, really read that much, but I did. I went back to 1997 or 98. Uh, to Ooh. Grant Morrison's Justice League of America, issues 10 to, through 15 with Howard Porter, 
Uh, ignore Howard Porter. He's fine. Um, he's great. <laughs> um, but Don't this, this storyline is called The Rock of Ages. Ages yep. And it is where Darkseid gets the uh, anti-life equation and has to... Uh, basically, a, the Justice League has to take him down. And it's epic. Blaine is your Blaine new best friend. Is, <laughs> Blaine is... It's an amazing story. And How they defeat Darkseid is, is amazing. Yes. It's, it's really rad. The Atom. <laughs> MVP right there. Um, but yeah, so like I read this, like I, I'm not typically a fan of Grant Morrison stuff, but that's one story that I kind of always go back to when I want to read some old 90s things. Uh, by old 90s, it's like 97. It's not that old. Um, but it's, it's amazing, and uh, you guys should pick it up. There it is. And yeah. Uh, that's uh, Justice League. It should probably be like volume two or three. Of uh, Grant Morrison's just look for a Rock of Ages. Yeah, Rock of Ages. Uh, it's really cool. So, I don't. Uh, do you have a okay. lightning round, Nathan? All right, I'll go. So, uh, I know you've heard it a lot recently, but Horizon Comics After Dark, a lot of effort, time, love, blood, sweat, and tears have gone into this. You're one of the MVPs. It's awesome. Um, it's something Roger's been talking about for a while. It's a work in progress, but it's growing. It's amazing. Come in and support it. Uh, Bryce and Clay, you guys talked about bringing your motorcycles over to check it out. You need to do that. When you do, we will go on some rides. Um, this is this is something really, really cool, guys. Uh, if you don't follow Brian Lopez currently, the guy's doing, an, am <laughs> guy's doing an amazing... <laughs> Which we should say, he's been busting his freaking butt painting this wall the entire time we've been here. Yeah, he's doing an amazing job. Go follow him, support him. Check out what he's doing. It's incredible. Horizon Comics After Dark. It's amazing. No, I'm, I'm really glad that you brought up Brian. I mean, he's he, I, I love his art. And, and Blake just really dropped the wood. <laughs> um, Blake's not really good at building wood anyway. I, Brian, would, would you describe your style as Baroque or... Did you say broke? Baroque. Oh, Baroque. Oh, okay, that's the wrong, <laughs> that's the wrong not word. Sure. Not I, like I, I love, sassy, I like love your art style. I really do. There's something about it that just makes me want to look at it. I mean, I really just... I, I, we should I have Brian on the show at some it. point. Yes. Don't shrug. We should have you on the show at some point. <laughs> Why haven't you been on the show? Um, I... <laughs> Um, he's like, I draw pictures for a reason, guys. Yeah, so <laughs> I, um, I, I really appreciate the work that Brian's put into this. He's, you know, uh, I think he's having a lot of fun with it. Um, and I, I echo your sentiments. I love the guy. I love his art. Um, B2-R-I-A-N-L-S. Follow him on Instagram. You'll never be disappointed at the stuff that he posts. And he's also... He's also super introspective in his comments about mm -hmm. uh, life and the valley and comics and art and everything. He's, you didn't know you were going to get all this just yeah. now, did you? He's, <laughs> uh, <laughs> just take it all in, man. Wait, life yeah. and the valley doesn't... <laughs> everything. Life and Dude. the valley don't mix. What? Yeah, it does. Hmm. Yeah, it does. You need to go deeper, Johnny. I sure. <laughs> you need to go deeper. Okay. Um, so yeah, I there's beauty everywhere, John. Let, beyond, let beyond me that, follow you, Brian. <laughs> right now, you need a little white robe <laughs> and shave your head. Yes, and, yes, definitely. You know, um, I am your pupil. But beyond that, I, I, I uh, Nathan, I, 
I appreciate everything you've done to, to help bring this about and to everybody else who has hand, had a hand in making this come about. It's, My pleasure. It's really cool. I've got a question real quick. Did, did Horizon Comics After Dark get just inspired as like a, a joke on this show? Like we kind of made it, like it a... It wasn't on the show. It was actually before that. Was and it before I used that? To, I used to joke with people that we'd go hang out in the back room and drink beers. Yeah. I remember and something being said about that. I couldn't remember if it was here or if it was just in the shop. I remember something on the podcast. And then like all of being, a sudden... It being like some sort of semi-dirty it's, thing. And so like, it's that's been, a, it's been a running joke for a number of years. Yeah. And, you know, last last December, I had a guy come in from mycomicshop.com, and I, I never heard from him again, but he was like, he wanted to buy our back stock. And when I realized that, you know, somebody was interested in buying tens of thousands of, of back issues, I was like, oh, Really? Okay. Um, and I, that's really when I started thinking about it seriously. Like, you know, I we can. We can. You know, there's an interest out there. We can get rid of our back stock. We can turn this room into something else Other than rather storage. than storage. Yeah. You know? Because I remember, and, like, it was like, almost like a f- switch got flipped where it went from right. just something that we joked about to you being like, like this no, is a this viable is, this idea. This is going to happen. Yeah. yeah. And now, and I'm glad it did. Believe me, like I, I mean, every time we joked about it, it always was kind of like one of those, like that'd be cool. And then I'm you did f- it. I'm a firm believer that you know sometimes, sometimes the you know the the universe aligns to make something happen that you know it's just meant to be. And this is one of those things. I don't know, you know, where it goes from here. I mean, we've we've put in the work, and we've spent the money, and. You know the you know the there are guys in the community that have, that, have, that have stepped up to make this happen and and I've had a lot of offers from a lot of other people too um, that that want to help out which is really awesome but uh, you know where it goes from here is up to is up to the community you know if they come out and well I mean it's it's going to be a thing regardless of how many come out because I'll be back here. Yeah. We'll, I'll be drinking beers. We'll be back here. We'll be back here. So, so if you want to come out and you want to, you know, you want to have a good time, like I said, you know, the biggest thing, this is an opportunity to spend some time getting to know your friends and family that that you may not know yet. Um, but there's – I have a I know, comment from the audience. I was in here one time talking with this, like about this exact idea, and you brought this up. So this has been in the works for a long time, Roger, a long time. And your whole thing was like getting his back. As soon as the back was cleared out, you were going to do it. Yeah. Well, and that's the funny. The funny thing is, is for a long time it was just a joke to me. Yeah. But you know, it's funny how many times I would say that jokingly, and people would be like. No, that needs to happen. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not kidding here. That, you know, that, yeah. and look, hey, when you live in the desert, you know, uh, and I don't know, there's, there's, well, I would say, in, in, in the Antelope Valley, there's not a lot of things to do, you know, 
True. Uh, there are if you look, but usually a lot of times you have to you have to drive a little ways to find stuff to do. In in our area, um, there's there's not a lot to do, and and this is just you know in in one way an attempt to give people another option to go out and have fun and enjoy each other's company, and I I, I look forward to it. Sweet. Well. I really don't have a lightning round, and you took up like four lightning rounds. So, uh, <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> four, <laughs> I was five, ten. Yeah. Uh, so we'll just go into highlights real quick. Uh, I'm assuming the the books we're reviewing. This is just my guess. Is Fantastic Four number one? Oh yeah. yes, sir. <laughs> By Dan Slott, Sarah Pacelli, and Sarah Pacelli. I'm I'm so excited for this. I am so excited for this, this and is I like, hope. Big deal. I, I trust. I trust Dan Slot. Yeah. I yeah. do. I, I hope. And it's, Sarah. I hope it's amazing. Sarah's and great. Sarah. Yeah, she's awesome. And I'm assuming the DC book we're gonna do is Sandman Universe number one. Yes. Yes. I'm excited for that. We got a uh, print. We'll see. We got, I'm, I'm, hey, real quick, Sandman Universe number one. Is that just sort of a one shot introducing the four other series, or is that an ongoing? Deal? I don't have a clue, and I okay. don't care. I'm not sure. Uh, they mentioned it at the. Um, lunch thingy uh they gave us a poster but they mentioned a bunch of like uh little mini series they gave okay. you a poster yeah uh, a print of all the times i couldn't a, be there and print it was probably signed too right uh no that one wasn't signed but it was it's beautiful and i love it so much <laughs> oh i it's didn't see that one Sand i got print. all kinds of other junk i got a uh jeff Lemire no, black hammer print um, oh man when uh you sent me but i wasn't I into question. black hammer so i gave it to um Carlos. Oh, oh, nice. Lopez. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I have a question for you. Yeah. Like, half of the budget that you gave me was, like, towards print. Yeah. What do you do with them? Oh, they're all on my wall. Really? Yeah, I framed them and put them up on my wow. wall. Wow. I actually, it's like a grid now. Like, like literally, like, in threes. a bunch of money in prints. I'm like, geez, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's all he wants. They are beautiful. They are, though. So really I like have the actually John Boy ones. The John Boy ones I, I have a lot of now. I have a lot of Lady Mechanica prints. Uh-huh. And then I got to find a spot for my Mr. Miracle print. Yeah, that's um, a good one. And then, um, yeah, whenever there's nothing sadder to me than just plain white walls. So um, what about I, pink walls? I have pink uh, walls. You might have issues. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, so like, I did the room. same thing whenever I was still teaching. I just, I just gridded my walls with all kinds of artwork that I like um, from, you know, Anything from uh, pictures of like my favorite guitarists to and bands to um, my favorite you know comic book covers um, or promo posters from comic stuff or prints that I had or whatever. Yeah. So that's just what I do at home now. Yeah, I was glad you mentioned Mr. Miracle. But that cover this week was I, I haven't read the book yet, I but did. it's that that you know it's like a kid's Batman party, Batman birthday party, and but he he. You know, his head's in his hand, and he looks really sad. And his, I was like, oh, God, what, what's going to happen in this issue? Uh, I will say that you know the deal that w- was with him, right? Yeah. That's what he's contemplating in this. Uh, this was just issue 10 that came out, right? Yeah. Did yeah, we still got two more. Uh, Mitch Garrods posted something on Instagram that he's working on 11, and he said it's the best thing that Tom King has ever done. Yeah. 
Wow. I'm excited for that, When man. you read where he... I mean, so far, the series has been incredible. This, this, this one is a lot of the relationship between Scott and Varda, kind of like, you know, because they do... I love them, dude. Yeah, they do Jacob's first birthday party, and that's the whole Batman theme. They're like, he likes Batman. Like, he's one, you know, kind of right, thing. So, right. and, and it's their whole relationship and just kind of their ups and downs in, in fighting this war and raising this kid. And Scott's battle of, like, this would bring out peace, and is my happiness really worth more than billions of people's happiness because, you know, I'm a god and I can end this war. You know, kind of thing. But I have to do this thing that I don't want to do. Wow. And that's the theme of the book. I can't wait to read it. But then when you get to the end, you're like, oh, some stuff's going to go down in the next couple issues. I'm excited. So I, I, I think we're going to see a, a massive showdown is what we're going to see in the way that only Tom King could do it. So I'm good. telling you, Mr. Miracle is some of the best comics I've ever read. I mean, it's just it it's truly, truly good. Yeah. And I'm hoping, you know, the whole way, because I'm, you know, I read. Each, with each issue, I'm like, yeah, this is phenomenal. And I'm almost worried that the ending is going to suck, you know, and that it's not going to, that, that the whole is not going to um, be it's more thrilled. than the sum of its yeah. parts, you know, that it's going to, it's going to let me down. I don't know. We'll see. I don't think so. My, my, with how good I've been, you know, the, yeah. It's really good. I, I can't wait to talk to you about it after you read it. Cool. So, um, and then what was the indie book that we're going to read? We've got a very short indie list. We've got no number ones, except for Predator Hunters 2 number one. That's Magic Order next week? Hmm? Is Magic Order next week? Uh, it's not on here. we got Death or Glory 4, Farmhand 2, Medieval Spawn Witchblade 404, <laughs> My Little Pony Friendship is Magic 69, Oblivion Song, Number six, Predator Hunters. Number two, it's number sixty-nine. Yeah, we'll see. Can we? Can we not? Like, do that? No, actually, you know what? No, I'll probably farmhand, right? Number two. <laughs> what? It's the alcohol. Yeah, I know. blame it on the juice. Got you Stop it, Johnny. It right now. <laughs> Stop anyway, it. do be determined. Yes. Okay. Sounds good. That's an easy answer. Roger wants My Little Pony. I can tell. The gelding issue. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Johnny's got the perfect shirt for that issue for next week. I do. Not on right now. Wait, what do I have on that? No, no, this is not important. All right. Tell you need, you need to bring in your death metal shirt. Yes, I will. Next Friday. All right. Do when it. we Nathan do, has the best w- death metal shirt. When we do. I bought one for Johnny. Yes. Oh, you I'm, bought one for him? I'm so excited. I was like. <laughs> doesn't even listen to death metal. <laughs> That's some lies anyway. That's some truth. No, I love my chemical romance. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to strike you <laughs> so hard in the temple. <laughs> uh, I did that on purpose, guys. Anyway, so this is Criminal, Volume 1, I guess t- uh, subtitled Coward. Uh, and it says, The traditional high story is turned on its head in Coward. Leo can plan the perfect score, but only if he can be convinced the job is safe. Because Leo is not a shoot-first-think-later type of criminal. Leo is a professional whose biggest desire in life is not to end up exactly where he belongs, in a prison cell. Written by Ed Brubaker, illustrated by the always great Sean Phillips. Uh, This is Criminal, Volume 1. Can I get my minute next? Yeah, Roger, you go. Okay. So, 
I was buying on my reading this week, and I was like, oh, thank God we're doing Criminal Volume 1 because I've read that, and all I need is a refresher. I started looking through this like maybe 15 minutes before the podcast started, and I was like, oh, my God, what is this? I've never seen this. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd read Volume 2. Um, is that is that Bad Night? I'm not even sure. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm pretty it sure. Say, it should say in here. Um, I read a okay so the thing about criminal is that i think right there's seven volumes and they're all set in the same world but they're different stories and you will have character overlap from you know one story to the next um, but minimally with some characters but minimally yeah, yeah. um and i really? had I no clue what was going on in this book and i was like i don't have time so i'm not going to read it. I love Ed Brubaker. Um, the King of is Crime. This, right. uh, Sean truly Phillips. Is. Sean Who's, Phillips, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Sean Phillips. They kind of work together. Um, yeah. Much always, I, yeah. I love them. That um, Night is Volume 2. Okay. It's, uh, it, it's four and a half stars. <laughs> <laughs> just on based principle? On, based on, yes, just, just on principle. Uh, so anyway, now you guys, you guys that have read it, talk about it. Did they... Are they the ones that did the Captain America run, or is it Brubaker and someone else? I think it was Brubaker and someone else. Yeah, it was Brubaker and someone else. That was Steve Epting, right? Epting. Yeah, you're right. It was Epting. Who is this for? You just poured a cup of, like, whiskey. Oh, hell yeah. No, I'm driving. Is that for Johnny? Oh, it's for Roger. Oh, bummer. No, I'm, I have to drive, and I, I will pass out if I get another drink. In case you had any questions about Horizon Comics After Dark, they were just answered. <laughs> <laughs> I just all of a sudden there was a cup of whiskey in front of me. Yeah, I, now I have this image of of uh, what's his name, Price. <laughs> Price is like he's like he's like out on the open road, you know, on the wheel, just smiling ear to ear. Like uh, I need to head west. <laughs> all right. Um, so I guess you and I were the only ones that read this book. Yeah, you know, and I, I kind of let sorry. Roger choose. I asked him if there was anything on his list that he'd like to review, uh, and he said this one. And so I read it, and he didn't. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I, What'd you think? What'd you I, think I liked it. It's not what I would call a hopeful story. No. Uh, it's not a happy, joyful, fun ride. But that's not really what Ed Brubaker does. He's, uh, like you said, he's the king of crime. He's uh, very noirish, very dark. Crime uh, noir it seems to be the sandbox that he not only likes to play in, but some would say even created. Yeah. So in the story, we've got the, the, the story of this guy, Leo, who is uh, a well-known operative in the underworld, pulling heists and, and different stuff like that. But he's known as a coward that whenever anything goes down, he's going to flee to save his own skin. And he gets wrapped up in a, a job here, and it doesn't end happily for anybody. So you can see why Volume 2 has got to be pretty much different characters because not a lot of people make it out alive. Spoiler alert. But it looks like he's on the cover of other <clears throat> volumes. I'm wondering if he plays with his own timeline. Maybe, yeah. Because these two guys look the same, and this looks like Leo. Yeah. Uh, I I love Ed Brubaker. I think I it's know. it's certainly not for everybody. No. But uh, he writes some good stories. It's kind of the cow the criminal series is sort of similar to 
anthology TV series like True Detective, where you have oh. different seasons, but they're not the same characters. Or right. Fargo is another one that does that kind of thing. Um, really great stuff. Uh, like I said, if you're looking for a happy ending, this is not the book. But it's a great book. I feel like, you know, I, I've been uh, reading Kill or Be Killed, their most current Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips series. Did yeah. that end recently, by the it way? It did, yeah. The, okay. the last issue, okay. last new, month, was the last. A new I think series. it was issue 20. A new and they series. just announced a new one, yeah. yeah. They work together a lot. I feel like Sean Phillips' art has grown leaps and bounds. I was going to say, this, this is point. Sean Phillips, because this did not look like when we reviewed um, Killer Be Killed. I right. was like, this is not the same guy. Yeah, you can tell he's grown, for sure. Um, I don't want to say that this look, because this is going to sound very condescending and and insulting, and I, I don't mean it that way, but this looks much more rudimentary compared to yeah. what he was doing in Killer Be Killed. And I don't think that's really a fair, because, once again, I can't... I think this do, one's, like, really old, no? It's, it's definitely an earlier series. I think it was like 2006 or something like that. I can't do what this guy does. So oh, I, yeah, I, yeah. I don't want it to come across like I'm some fantastic. Um, but I think it is interesting to see his progression. Yeah, yeah, his progression's been very impressive. Um, I, this was one of those stories that didn't do a whole lot for me. I, I like me some, some gritty crime drama. Um, and I don't know, like, I, I didn't have any connection to the characters to really make me feel like, especially with Brubaker and Phillips attached to it, because I know that reputation. I haven't read a lot of that, but, uh, or by them, I should say, but I, I know the reputation, especially with this series. Like, I know that this is, like, a, supposed to be a top-notch series, if that's what you like. But um, I'm, I want to read through all of them at some point and see which volume is my favorite, yeah. you know, because Leo wasn't a character that I really connected with or any of the other characters in this. It was yeah. just like, you know, like you said, it's not a hopeful thing, and it's just like nobody really makes it out alive. So yeah. it was just kind of like, well, okay. I do think it, it, it has a very cinematic feel to it. Yeah. I think it would work well as like a limited series on a Netflix or, you know, AMC or HBO, HBO something like that, yep. yeah. And I think the idea that each season then would be its own separate deal kind of works well. So Yeah, considering because the first season of True Detective is some of the best uh, wow. yeah. TV wow. yeah. in recent years, um, especially just across, I think, seven episodes. Um, fantastic, you know, and how gritty and just gruesome that, yeah. that whole thing was. Something like this would translate, I think, really well. I think it would, absolutely. Um, and maybe I'd like it more acted out as opposed to being put on the page. I don't know. Right. Um, but uh, I would definitely recommend going through the whole series. I think um, there's enough here in this to pique my curiosity to like want to read the rest of it, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like I said, especially because I also know the reputation that this creative team has on this particular title. So... What would you? Uh, I would give it a four. Uh, I, I liked it. Like I said, I don't. It's not for everybody, but for somebody looking for crime drama, I think it's. Yep. You're not going to do better than that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm gonna. I'm gonna go three and a half. It was good. It was serviceable. But I know I've read stuff by Brubaker that was just much like more like, oh yeah, like yeah. that's awesome, and it, I was expecting that feeling, and I didn't get it out of that, and that was kind of disappointing. Yeah, but you're you're also like at the end of your line with <laughs> Sheriff's Academy, and you're probably like, 
man, I would take this guy out like yeah. in 15 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're, they're, the gritty crime drama for me now is is much hairier than this. So. Yes, looking at it from a different right. perspective yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I guess that's fair. But like me, six months ago, I probably would have been like, oh yeah, this is awesome. So like now, it's like, nah, amateurs. So. Well, yeah, I I can't wait for the day that you come on, and and I know that this might take a little while because you got to do it, but when you get your marksman badge. For your suit, my designated expert marksman. Jonathan's Jonathan's a heck of a shot. So, just so you guys know. (laughs) What's crazy is I have some classmates that are even freaking better. Like it's it's stupid how good. Well, and probably some who can't hit the broadside of a barn, (laughs) which is scary. Yeah, there's actually a couple people we lost just today because they failed their 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 range. So I mean, they but obviously they'll get to retake. But no, they failed their retake. Oh, they failed the retake. Wow. That was today. Oh, ouch. So, yeah, we lost three. God, that's brutal, dude. Yeah, week 20 out of 22 weeks. Wow. God, that sucks. So, yeah. Yeah, but they'll get to go back through, right? I mean, but, but they've so got to start back from the beginning. If they, yeah, if they end up taking it, that's more than likely. Uh, if, if they get offered, that's what they would have to do. So, wow, yeah. Well, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes with with that. I, right now, my focus is on just getting to August seventeenth because, like, oh my god. Well, you got the gas chamber on Monday. I got it Thursday. They changed. It. Oh, Wait, Thursday, right? Chamber? You told me that. Is this they like Holocaust him. reenactment? Or? I know. Right? Are you yeah. supposed to be talking about this? Wow. <laughs> no, they. Yeah, I mean, you know, do they do they rip the mask off or do they just throw canisters in the room and say, I'll have yeah, a have canister. Fun. I'll have a canister. Right, but do you start with the mask and then take it off? And then you okay. open it up. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like fun. Yeah. Well, I think but <laughs> I think we were talking about this before. Um, but I think, it, like, in scuba, you do a ditch and dawn exercise where you take, you know, your gear off, and then you have to put it back on and put the mask on and clear it and stuff like that. Is that what you have to go through? I, I'm assuming. Probably. Yeah. I yeah. have no clue yet. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got that. It'll be fine. So, anyway, um, I, yeah. So, I'd recommend checking out the series for anybody Criminal. interested in, in gritty crime drama, noir. Um, Start yeah. with Killer Be Killed and work yourself backwards. Yeah, you think so? I really like it. It's such a good series, man. It's really good. It's only 20 issues, so what's it, like four volumes or something? It's okay. really good. I would I would check that out. I'd like to actually see how that whole thing went. So. All right. Let's do some trivia. All right. So this is how trivia works now, guys. You guys need to send in multiple choice questions, note the correct answer, and we're going to have a little contest at least till the end of the year. Or we'll, we'll see how this one works, and if so, it'll go to the end of the year, and we'll keep track. So... Um, Nathan, I guess you're going to be playing for the number four guest spot today. Okay. So those right. those are probably going to tally up until we can decide a better way to do that. Uh, so you can send those questions to uh, what, contact at allstarcomicspodcast.com? Correct. All right. So it uh, looks like Bryce, uh, James, Nelson, and Fernando all sent in questions. So thank you guys very much. This is a great start. We got a, I got a, at least four from Bryce here. So 
Um, yeah, so let's see. I'm going to actually pick one from Bryce this week since he sent in four. Okay, so um, for that for that yeah. reason, then Bryce will win the comics. Yep. If we we have a shipment going out to you. <laughs> it's a big if box. It, if the post office if if the post office haven't picked up yet, then we're, we'll add those to it. Okay, so um, let's start this off. Probably my favorite question from the list, just to like start off the contest with a bang. <laughs> All right. In Blackest Night, which Arkham Asylum prisoner did the Yellow Ring choose, and they also got to serve Scarecrow. in the Sinestro Corp War? It, you don't answer the question. It's oh. A, Joker, B, Riddler, C, Scarecrow, or D, the Penguin? Scarecrow. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm going with Jonathan. Yeah, okay. Scarecrow. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, what's the ground rules? If are I can ride his coattails, we, that's cool. Are, are we buzzing in? Or, or no, you don't buzz in. You pick the correct multiple choice, and okay. you get a point if you get it right. All right, I got it right. <laughs> I, yeah, I happen to know this, and I got it right. Scarecrow. Scarecrow. Johnny? Johnny? What up? What's your choice? What's that? Or you're not paying attention. See, okay. Scarecrow. Yeah. C square. Okay. So yeah, everyone gets a point. First round. I pick. <laughs> okay. okay just for just for future reference, I think that we'll probably need yeah. to like write our answer down. <laughs> yeah. Because because Jonathan's like. Or I can or I can pick another this. one. I can pick a different question because there's multiple questions from sure. Bryce. But yeah. I really want the mustache question. Okay. So. We'll, we'll go with that one because he sent in a must-ask question as well. Okay. What famous comedian was the inspiration for the look of the Watchmen's comedian? A, George Burns. B, Groucho Marx. C, Jonathan Winters. Or D, Carrot Top. Carrot Top doesn't have a mustache. Should I repeat the question? Yeah. No, well, no I got it. No, just the answers. Okay. What, were the, what were the first a, two again? A, George Burns. B, Groucho Marx. C, Jonathan Winters. Or D, Carrot Top? B, Groucho Marx. B. So we have one B, two Bs, and a, a B? Yeah, there's no way it's C okay. or D, and I don't think A Man. either. I don't even know. A doesn't make sense. I yeah. can't think of Jonathan Winters. Uh, did you ever watch Mork and Mindy? Yeah. Oh, he was the son who aged backwards. Wait, how did either of you guys watch Mork and Mindy? I was like... <laughs> Eleven, dude. I love that show. So is good. it good? I just love that show. Yeah, my, Jonathan Winters my, is amazing. I just watched it because my parents nanny, watched nanny. it. I'm older than I look. Nanny, nanny. Do you? <laughs> no, no, no. I don't buy that for a second. Do you? Know, okay. Do you know what show that started on? Yes, it was. Um, it was an offshoot oh, of I Happy Days. Yes. Happy Days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a spinoff of Happy Days. Yeah. Oh my God! This it is was B, correct? Is this, is this it was the B. Yes. Correct answer is B. All yes. right. Yeah. Mark. So All right. Guess what? We got I one. Dig <laughs> <laughs> oh, it. So is three of you no, guys get a I point. Ask you, did you watch Mork and Mindy originally uh, as it aired, or was Man, it like Nick at Night? Like Nick at no, night. it wasn't Nick at Night, but it might have been syndicated at that point. Okay. But I mean, I watched it when I was young, so I don't know if it was like actual runs or what. We watched it new to air, and I'm I know you're not that old. <laughs> All right, so thanks, Bryce, Thank you, for Roger. sending Thank the you. questions. Yeah. It works well when we don't shout out the answers. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that's kind of how it's going to go, and then we'll tally the points. Wait, and we're only doing one? Yeah. Wait, who, whose question was that, the second that one? Well, Bryce they were both also. from Bryce. So he gets both the trade and the... Well, no, no, he no, gets that's the comics. The Green Lantern one we're taking away, because that one... Oh, okay, I get it. All yeah. right. Cool. <laughs> 
Does I, I, I look, still answered that yeah, question. He did. Easily. I would love to choose three questions. No, we're only and send out three books, but we're doing one a week. You can't get three points a week. Yeah, you, just, you get the point, right? And then the tallies. What? Okay. okay. I still got that question right. <laughs> Bragging rights. Well, yes, you did. <laughs> and everybody else was like, copy and paste. <laughs> yeah, that, since it was so like copy and paste, it's like, well, th- that's what the second one was for. All right, so next time, just wait and answer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought we were doing it like our traditional way of no. whoever got it out first. Because then, then, then you, the points will tally instead of just going around round robin, got whatever it. the answer got is. It, got yeah. it, got it. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So but didn't you say there was, and, and I think this was from Bryce. Yeah. Not to use up all of Bryce's, but <laughs> why not? Um, <laughs> didn't you say he sent in like images he of did. mustaches? He and did. You, that, that's the one I want. Right. They're all uh, visual, so you have to come look at the computer, or I can turn. Can the you computer? turn it around? Yeah. Um, there's like ten of them. Oh, wow. So. Holy cow. Yeah. Okay. It says name that mustache. Um, oh my gosh, he puts bombshell some... Superman. No, not that's not the one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was just a thing. So oh, that's Jonah Jameson. Jameson. They can't see it though, so I mean. That's okay. It's, yeah, just that's, that's a, Hitler hey, slash Jonah Jameson. This is fun for us. Sinestro. Sinestro. Yeah. Sinestro. Green oh, arrow. Queen, yeah. queen, queen, queen. There's like your choices. Oh, Oliver. Yeah. Uh, Alfred. Yeah, that's Pennyworth. Yep. Oh. Yep. Is that what name? Alfred is that? Fro- there you go. Yeah. What is that? Yeah. He has a stash? Is that, is that technically a mustache? This yeah. is what Bryce okay. said. I'm just going with it. <laughs> okay. That's B. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That's the comedian. That's comedian, yeah. Oh, that's Nick, uh, uh, Dum Dum Dugan. Dugan. There you go. That is gonna be wow. That's Gordon. Yeah, yep. that's got to be Gordon. Yeah, okay. That shirt is Bear Fighter. Oh. Oh, Bryce, that was awesome, dude. Dude, that's way too short. Come on now. I know, right? That's what he sent, so that's pretty cool. But it doesn't work for, uh, like, no one can see the picture, so it's that like, no, yeah. that's that. But that was that's great. Fine. Yeah, it was awesome. No, it, that, Thank you, yeah. Bryce. Yeah, so it works. That's all I got. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was epic. That was epic. Yes. I, you know, look, hey, I, yeah, I was talking with someone about this earlier today. I'm not opposed to wiring up a video feed. If, oh, yeah. I, I don't want it edited or anything, but it would be if we have, uh, you know, a live feed that people can tune in and watch. I, if I can make that happen, I will. Hi, cool. Blake. Bye, Blake. <laughs> <laughs> But see, stuff like that also will work good yeah. for when we have more people yes, sitting in. Yes, that will work when there's people in here. Yeah. So yeah. I, I'm that was awesome. Thank you, Bryce. Thank you, Bryce. Yeah, that, so it, it, what, it's was fun. Blake it's offering fun his phone services? <laughs> no, he had high written on one hand, and he held it up, and then he had bi written on his other hand, and he held it up. And so I was like, okay. I played. <laughs> okay. Hey, there's an empty mic over here, Blake. Yeah, Johnny had to leave. <laughs> Blaine, what are you talking about? You haven't been on in forever. Why are you letting this knucklehead over here? Um, I just want to talk about global warming. It's real, <laughs> and it's in, happening in AB right now. It is freakishly hot out here. So, Anyway, I think... 
is that it now? We're only we're only just giving away the one one set of books. Oh no no no! Or we have uh, a question for listeners. Okay, the question that uh, that we choose from the per- the person gets the comics. Okay, and then we ask a question and. <laughs> we we ask a question, and the somebody and listener, somebody gets yeah. the trade. Oh, I don't okay. have a question. You don't have a question. Should I <laughs> use one of the ones on here? <laughs> sure. <laughs> so we we thoroughly dropped the ball. Awesome. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Hey, you got I'm a leaning tower. Sure I intended to get that wood block Johnny. Johnny. Yeah. Oh, is it Matt's turn? For what? Oh my god. We've gosh. been playing tumbling listener tower push. in the background, and it's Matt's turn, and and we're fairly certain. This tower is going to tumble. If Matt loses, he takes a shot at Jameson. Yeah. Jeez. Which is one of the many games that you get to play the after Rising dark. Comics. Horizon yeah, after Horizon dark. Um, I didn't write the last name down, but it's Fernando. I think. Fernando Calderon? Yeah. Um, so his question is pretty good. It has nothing to do with the comics we read, but just another comics in general comic. So will this be the, the listener, listener, question? listener question? Yeah. So I'm just saying that he wrote it in, so he sent okay. it in. Because like, I don't have any ones that we made, so... Okay. <laughs> uh, who else has used the name Nightwing in DC Comics? Oh, I know that one. Do not say it because it's not multiple <laughs> okay. choice. So if you know who else has used the Nightwing name in DC Comics, send your response to contact at allstarcomicspodcast.com to win uh, Criminal Volume 1 by Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. There you go. Sorry, we, me, me and Blaine just had a powwow this on a, that. This is a hot mess. <laughs> this is a hot mess. No big deal, no big deal. Yeah, I, 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 you guys are lucky I didn't just blurt that out. Yeah, so. don't. Stop doing that. <laughs> it's right up your alley. Yeah, I know. Right so. up your alley. Um, all right, guys. Uh, if you like, do, do we, do we happen to get any reviews? Did you check? Didn't get Nothing anything? from Nothing the email. Yeah. Okay. So, not even going to bother. Um, uh, what are you... I'm stretching. I'm stretching. I'm stretching. I'm sorry. What was that? Shh, this is a family show. Wrap it up. Oh, listeners out there, Blake has a kitty cat on his shirt. <laughs> angry. Uh, Blaine's wearing a T-shirt that says "Large" and he's five foot seven. So. <laughs> <laughs> this just like fell apart so fast. <laughs> oh God. Anyway, if you like what you guys are hearing, please rate, review, subscribe, like, and share. Uh, it helps us out. If you want to go above and beyond, you go to patreon.com slash allstarcomicspodcast. $1 gets you the episode early. $3 gets you the Multiversity University episode drops as we record them. $5 gets you the... Uh-huh. Well, it, I, uh, I, the name, I just lost the name. We just started this. All-Star Origins. <laughs> Johnny Sorry. will personally hug you. Just Johnny, nobody else. I'll do it for you. Yeah. And Blaine. But, and apparently my episode is up. For all of Patreon. the uh, Patreon subscribers, so if you want to, I guess, hear more about me and my nonsense, you can go subscribe and That's right. listen to that. Um, and then uh, if once you progress past the $5 level, you, there's sales and I think it's a free comic, uh, free comic yeah. each month, things like that, uh, that you get mystery boxes and things of that nature. If you Plus, it's just the right thing to do. It, it is the right <laughs> thing to do. It really is. So um, Agreed. If you want to hang on to, uh, just a little bit longer, there'll be a new episode of Multiversity University with Larry at the end of this episode for all you cheapskates that don't want to subscribe to Patreon.com and get all the episodes at once, as you should. Uh, what, Blake? Uh, did you tell them about the $20 subscription that they do to Patreon? Like, what they get? No. Um, can I tell them? Is it cool? I, I didn't know we had a $20 okay. subscription level. Jonathan will personally show you how to do squat thrusts in Horizon's very own parking lot <laughs> on Saturday. 
every Saturday <laughs> for a month. That if is you guys not subscribe as little as twenty dollars. That is not true. That is Jonathan so true. <laughs> we'll be giving his address. You can show up at his house at six o'clock in the morning, and he'll be nope. waiting and ready for you <laughs> just for twenty dollars. Nope. Don't do that. <laughs> subscribe to, to the Patreon for Horizon Comics. And then just his don't. address is five six two three one Elmer Lane. That's what you would spend right. on a meal? Come on, chilies. Let's go. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, and then if you want to keep up with everything at the shop, you can like Horizon Comics on Facebook, follow at Horizon Comics on Twitter and Instagram for all of the updates and new, restock, new and restock comics each and week. Also, yeah, and, and we just created a new page uh, for Horizon Comics After Dark, and I'm really, I'm really trying to get in touch with my inner event coordinator <laughs> to, make, you know, to make this as awesome as I can. Um, I, w- I will do my best and, you know, keep, you know, follow that page and any any updates we have, special things going on, we'll put it there so you know. And if you guys, you know, have been following the Horizon Comics page, you've been seeing the little teasers that have been <laughs> being put out. Um, <laughs> That's been a lot of fun. Yeah. And a, there are a lot of people out there who are like, what is this? Yes. This, awesome. this and looks it's great. awesome. Yeah. I remember when you first started doing it, one of the first things out of nowhere was Blaine texted me. He's like, what's Horizon Comics after dark? Tell me more. <laughs> yeah, he was so like, yes. We're almost there. I yes. mean, you, you, for, for us here in the room, you can look around. At, this, is, this is Horizon Comics after dark, and it's pretty freaking cool, I think. It is. It is. That so, is true. If you want to keep up with everything, Nathan Armantrout. At uh, Armantrout Pipes on Instagram. The baddest pipes. They are so freaking cool. Dude. I mean, they seriously. BA. <laughs> seriously. Yeah. Thanks, guys. BA pipes. You're making me blush. <laughs> <laughs> Under the, all that beard. Yeah, the Johnny 2x4. He, uh, he took an exit, he, but he had follow to leave. him. Blake, since you're here. Um, I'm at uh, SWATCAT86 on the Twitters. I'm on all the Twitters, so if you guys want to talk, just let <laughs> me know. <laughs> <laughs> Blake Todd Starling on Facebook. Uh, hit me up on the face, not in the face. That's how I make my money. <laughs> and he is he is also SWAT Cat on the Marvel Strike Force Alliance. <laughs> Strike Force Alliance at HorizonComics.com. Razor T-Bone. Yeah. Florinian Man. The Florian Man. Florian. Shout out to all those Swamp Thing fans, if you know what I'm talking about. I'm on Instagram. <laughs> Look me up, guys. What's up? And then I am at St. Jonathan on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you guys for following and kind of keeping up with how everything's been going with uh, Horizon Comics After Dark and with the podcast and with Patreon and everything else. We appreciate it. We hope you guys uh, have a great week, and we will see you next time. See you next week. See you. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to Multiversity University. I am your host, Larry Douglas. Now, we've been talking about the Atomic Age and the various trends of the Atomic Age in terms of the genres that became popular in the wake of the decline of the superheroes. And, of course, uh, we've talked about EC Comics, one of the most popular companies of that time. Uh, But now we're going to talk about the last couple of years of the Atomic Age, which uh, not only were extremely eventful, but uh, you might say were real low points, not only in that period, but really in comic book history in general. And what we're going to be talking about tonight, or at least beginning to talk about, is something that is familiar to many comic book fans, and that's the book Seduction of the Innocent and its criticism 
of the comic book industry, which will lead to the establishment of the Comics Code Authority. Now, the thing we have to realize about, uh, about this book, Seduction of the Innocent, is that it wasn't the first time that comics had come under fire. Comics had actually been come under fire, and there had been a lot of criticism about them since at least 1940. Uh, in fact, uh, some pretty prominent organizations like the National Education Association had actually come out against comic books. And comic book companies did try to respond to this. What the bigger companies did, DC being one of them, is they actually put together advisory boards to monitor their content for the public. And they would put people on these boards, such as, uh, you know, psychologists, uh, you know, people who were uh, well-known to the public, uh, you know, just uh, people that they thought the public would trust to make sure that the stuff that was uh, coming out in that particular company's comics was acceptable. And uh, the thing about those, of course, is that they were completely voluntary. Not every company did it, but this was something that the companies did try to do in order to try to uh, get themselves uh, out of the line of fire a little bit. Um, however, uh, all of this criticism of the comic book industry really didn't have much effect until a particular person came along. And the person I'm talking about, of course, is the author of Seduction of the Innocent, Frederick Wortham. Now, before we start talking about the book itself, I want to talk a little bit about, uh, about Dr. Wortham, uh, because his personality, his characteristics are really kind of crucial to this. And Frederick Wortham has sort of reached a kind of a supervillain status in the eyes of comic book fans. He's, uh, he's Lex Luthor, the Joker, uh, Magneto, the Green Goblin, whichever ones you want to you use, whichever villains you want to put in there, kind of all rolled into one. Uh, he is the uh, supervillain that attacked the comic book industry. Um, however, if you study much history, you find that history is often more complicated than the uh, simplistic ideas that we often have about it, and that's certainly the case with Dr. Wortham, because prior to getting involved with comic books, he actually had a pretty outstanding career and was a, uh, uh, a very accomplished individual. Uh, for one thing, he was the senior psychiatrist for the New York City Department of Hospitals. As such, he oversaw mental health care throughout the city of New York. He was also the director of mental health clinics at Bellevue and Queens General Hospitals. Uh, he was also the director of something called the Lafargue Clinic. This was a uh, nonprofit clinic that provided mental health services for the poor residents of Harlem. Uh, he wrote an article for the American Journal of Psychotherapy called The Psychological Effects of School Segregation, uh, which basically was opposed to school segregation. He talked about how it had negative effects on students. And this particular article ended up being one of the more important pieces of evidence that the Supreme Court considered when they made their Brown versus Board of Education ruling in 1954 which struck down a school segregation. Uh, so he was an important part of that particular case as well. Uh, he was also a consulting psychiatrist for the New York City court system. One of the things that he did was uh, made sure that all convicted inmates uh, for the uh, New York State, um, or excuse me, the New York City penal system, 
uh, were given a psychiatric examination when they first went into jail or prison so that they could receive whatever mental health services they might need while they were incarcerated. And he also uh, was one of the uh, leaders in the upgrading and modernization of the mental health services in jails and prisons, uh, not only in New York, but really in many respects throughout the country. So he was a very prominent person and really had done a lot of good things. Another thing to keep in mind about Frederick Wortham is that he didn't just have a thing against comics. Um, it might seem like, based on everything that uh, we've seen, he was really involved in hospitals and prisons, and he certainly was, uh, but he kind of had a special place in his heart for children. Uh, he was very concerned about the psychological effects of seeing um, any kind of depictions of extreme violence on children. So many of you probably remember a lot of the debates about violent video games that went on like in the 80s and 90s and things like that, and the kind of effect that those might be having on children who were playing them. But those kind of debates weren't new. They'd been going on for a long time. And Frederick Wortham was one of the ones that came down on the side of uh, the fact that this would have a negative effect on uh, the psychological health of children to be exposed to this. And it wasn't just comics that he was opposed to. He was opposed to children being exposed to extreme violent images in comic books, in, uh, in movies, uh, even in things they might read where he, they might get descriptions of extreme violence. Uh, so that was what he, he really was concerned about. And contrary to what most people think, he didn't actually want to censor comic books. His original goal, if you go back to some of the things he wrote uh, early on, was to um, essentially have kind of a rating system for comic books, much like we do for movies today, where a comic book that had a certain type of rating could not be purchased by someone who was a minor. Uh, they would still be available to adults, but it's just that minors would not be able to uh, to buy them. So if he had a problem with violent media um, in all kinds of forms, why did he start with comics? Well, comics were really kind of the low-hanging fruit of all this. He didn't intend to stop there, although that's effectively what happened with his crusade. Um, he really intended to start with comic books, which were already under some pretty heavy criticism. And from there, he was going to move on into other areas until he had basically purged violence from the things that children would be exposed to. Uh, he also did a lot of work with juvenile delinquents. Uh, basically minors who had been guilty of committing some kind of crime. And he noticed that a lot of them read comic books. Of course, so did a lot of other people. But uh, that also gave him the idea that maybe there was something about the comic books that was having an effect on them. So that's why he started with the comics. And even though that's where he ended, he never really intended to stop there. So that gives you a little bit of a background on Frederick Wortham where he was coming from, what he was really trying to do. And in our next episode, we will talk about specifically what he did when it came to his crusade against comic books, which culminated in his publication of Seduction of the Innocent. And I hope you will join me next time.